What's going on, everybody? This is your boy, Flaw 700, a.k.a. Flaw Claw Van Dam, a.k.a. Flaw Cigar, a.k.a. your boy, Thumb Some Goy. And you're now rocking with and tuned into the I Said No podcast with your host, Stephanie, the Life Architect. Cheer. Beautiful soul unicorns. No, 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 no. Nope. It's Stephanie, the Life Architect. Oh, hey. Oh, no. How about no? No, 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 no. Hell no. Hashtag ISN My name is Cupid Valentino. The modern day Cupid. And I just want to say one thing. Happy Valentine's Day. I don't think y'all heard me. I just want to say happy Valentine's Day. When arrows don't penetrate, see. Cupid the pistol. Ah, yeah, now, now look at here, he shoots straight for your heart. Now, and he won't miss you. But that's alright, y'all won't believe in me anyway, but. Happy, happy Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day. Come on, Andre 3000, happy Valentine's Day, my beautiful soul unicorns. You notice that I am putting the emphasis on Valentine's Day because Valentine's Day does not have an M as in Mary. It is not happy Valentine's Day as in time of the day. Okay, happy Valentine's Day. Whatever this day means to you, if it means anything at all, I pray, I hope, I wish that you get whatever you need today. Some people, uh, you know, don't even bother with celebrating this day but I I do to some extent because I was raised in a household with a mother who projected amazing love onto me and my siblings she taught us that Valentine's Day was not just about a romantic partner it was about love in general so I am often reminded of my mother on this holiday, of my upbringing and the goodness and the greatness. And Valentine's Day is is a happiness anchor for me and my youth. And I've had some amazing Valentine's Day. I've been not only spoiled by my mother with chocolates and little cute teddy bears and love notes written on my pillow when I woke up as a child, but I also have been fortunate enough to be loved by great men in my life. I have been spoiled rotten by beautiful soul male unicorns. I have been lavished with expensive and non-expensive gifts. I have been romanced to the nines. I have also been loved loudly and loved quietly. So I have experienced those typical balloons, candy, flowers, abundant type of Valentine's Day days, excuse me, in my past. And I want you to know that whether you've had that or are waiting for that, I am happy to be your Valentine. 
I am happy to be someone who is with you. I'm happy to be someone who celebrates with you or not celebrates with you. I'm happy to be what you need today. So I'm glad that we released an episode today on Valentine's Day because I'm glad to be your Valentine. Hello, girls. Hello, boys. I'm happy to be here for you if you're feeling lonely. Right now, if you're feeling unloved, if you're feeling abandoned, if you're feeling blah, because this day just makes you feel like you don't have the love you want, you feel you deserve, you feel that you've earned, I want you to know that I'm here to give that to you today. I'm here to be a source of love for you today. So please accept my love. Please receive my love. Please hold my love. Please honor my love. And join me in saying no to feeling unloved. Today, we say no no to feeling unloved. Today on hashtag ISM pod, we say no to feeling unloved. Affirm with me, beautiful souls. Today, we say no to feeling unloved, to feeling unworthy, to feeling not enough. Today, we joyously celebrate love. Whether you're listening on Valentine's Day or you're listening on any day, today you are loved. You're loved by me and you're loved by your fellow beautiful soul unicorns, your fellow soul family members that are here pressing play with you, that are here listening, liking, commenting, sharing, and subscribing. We want you to know that we love you. Say it again with me. Today, I say no to feeling unloved. Today, I say no to feeling unloved. Today, I say no to feeling unloved and unworthy. Today, I love myself. Today, I am worthy because I said so, period. End of discussion. I also say no to feeling pressure to have sex simply because I received a gift today. I also say no. I release the pressure. I say no to feeling like I have to put out my body in exchange for a gift because society says today is exchange love by purchases and sex day aka Valentine's Day. I also say no to feeling pressure to buy someone something I can't afford or genuinely don't really mean to give them because today is Valentine's Day. I say no. Say it with me, people. I say no to feeling pressure to purchasing a gift that I either can't afford or I really do not want to give and normally would not just because today is Valentine's Day. I say no to raining on someone's Valentine's Day parade. I say no to allowing my dismay for the day to be energy that's transferable to someone who actually is enjoying today. I say no to making my need of not liking the day the only thing that matters today. I say no to making someone who is enjoying Valentine's Day feel bad about doing so. I say no. Say it with me. I say no to also trying to force someone else to feel joy on this day if they do not. I say no, I say no, I say no to trying to force someone to be in the quote-unquote Valentine's Day spirit if they choose not to be. I say no to forcing people to be anything other than who they choose to be. I say no. (sighs) Take a deep breath with me. Whatever your plans are right now, just take a deep breath and be present with yourself. Just love yourself through breathing. Just inhale that with me. Exhale that with me. Yes, inhale whatever you need. Exhale whatever you don't need. Do it one more time with me. Inhale whatever it is that you need in the moment. 
and exhale with me whatever it is that is not serving you in the moment. Didn't that feel good? Ooh, it felt good to me. And I'm feeling all type of joyous today. This has been an amazing, amazing, amazing first um is it the month? Yeah, because February we're here, right? So the first month of the year is gone, honey. We are already in the second. And for many, the first month of the year was hectic. The first month of the year for many felt like a year in itself. January felt like a whole 365 for many people. And I received that if that's what it felt like for you. And I receive you letting that go. I receive you putting January out to pasture and being present in February. I receive you being what you need to be in the present to get you where you need to get, right? So while we're here. I want to address a few things before we get into our guest. Oh, yes, because I have a guest. I brought the boys to the yard. My milkshake, my milkshake brought all the boys to the yard. And damn right, it's better than yours. I could teach you, but me and Floor have to charge. Yes, I said Floor. If you are not familiar with Floor, Floor 700, okay? Floor Seagal, one half of the podcast brothers, host of the 700 block podcast. I want you to know that I bought one of my favorite boys to the yard for you guys today. And we're going to talk some relationship stuff since it's Valentine's Day. I decided to have a male voice on the show. I told you I was bringing y'all some guests. And yes, we have been guest heavy since the beginning of the year. I wanted to switch my format a little bit and make sure that I opened up my platform to other voices, to other ideas, to other opinions. And I did just that. And I'm proud of that. Don't worry. Don't worry, it's going to go back to just me and you because we got some things to talk about. Again, the year just started. We just kicked off 2019. Spring is right around. I say right around the corner and I want to prepare us for the next season. But before I do that, Floor's here. Big guy, Floor Seagal. He is here and we're going to talk about communication. We're going to talk. Yeah, I said it. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about communications. We're going to address that big pink elephant in the relationship room. We're going to go there. We're going to have some adult eyes for you. We're going to just have a dope vibe session. I'm honored he's here. If you don't listen to the podcast, brothers, you should. If you don't listen to 700 Block, you should. Tell him the life architect, Stephanie sent you. And make sure you return the favor and like, share, and subscribe to them as well, just as you do here on I Said No, the podcast. So without further ado, without further ado, I was going to get into a few other things, but you know what? I don't want to waste your time because we got some dope dialogue happening with me and Floor. So let's get into it. Listen to Stephanie and Floor on the I Said No podcast. Say it with me, guys. Hashtag ISM pod. Beautiful souls, I told you that I had somebody special for you today. And as you heard in my intro, it is the guy, the man in the podcast world that I am in. His name is Flaw, and I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell you where he's from and what he does. But he's a big deal. He's a big deal to me and a couple of other people who pod. So Flaw, please introduce yourself to my beautiful soul unicorns. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Flaw 700, a.k.a. Flaw Claw Van Damme. A.K.A. Flaw Cigar. Ah! <laughs> yes, yes. A.K.A. your boy. Dumb some goy. Dumb some goy. Yes, the last <laughs> dragon. I want everybody to know that. He was actually the, the master in the, the last dragon. You, you are absolutely that. right. Let him know. Go ahead. Keep going yes. with the intro. Keep going. And I am half of the podcast brothers, the host of the 700 block, a Jersey representative, I need to get out the state, been here all my life, and I'm so happy to be here. 
ah, did you hear that, guys? We got flow. I'm glad you did your sound effects and everything. I wanted to make sure my, <laughs> my audience got the full Podcast Brothers intro. So, yes, yeah, tell people about the Podcast Brothers and where they can listen to you, when it started, and what kind of show it is for those who don't know what the Podcast Brothers, you know, represent. This is our third year podcasting. So, uh, come June. Thank wow. you. Come June, we'll have, uh, uh, we will celebrate three years podcasting. Uh, we are the comedic entertainment podcast as far as the conversation. We are two real life brothers. Now, the reason I say that is because when I tell people we are brothers, the first thing everyone says, are you guys really brothers? So I guess that's a thing where brothers don't work together. Yeah. <laughs> siblings can't stand each other. Yeah, siblings can't stay. <laughs> and we, we've been there. Right. Know? So have I. Yes. We've it's- been there. So um, when so before I can get my spew out, people say, hey. Are you guys really brothers? So I decided to add that to the description of our show. Some people say, what is your show about? Two live brothers who are different, but are the same because we both are Geminis, but we have different points of views and just makes for entertainment. And for the fact that we are two men, two fathers, Mm -hmm. we like to uh, have conversations such as uh, being dads, just being men, mental health. Um, we like to switch it up from time to time, like our main questions. Now, at the end of our podcast, you might get a little pop culture talk, but mostly for like the first half, if not the first 70, 70% of the show, we like to just talk about how we can improve on certain things in our lives. I love the show. When I first started listening, I don't even know how long it's been now, uh, maybe two years. I, I can tell the evolution. I feel it. I hear it. And I love the evolution and the progress of the show and not just of the show, but you and your brother as individuals. Shout out your brother while you're here. I mean, give him some loves. Shout out to uh, Fresco Fane. He, Fresco. listen, let me, let me explain to the people <laughs> who don't know. Fresco I is will, something else, boy. I will be 100% and say that I am the machine. He is the entire personality of the podcast, brothers. Yeah. I probably would find a way to survive, but I don't want to survive without my brother when it comes to his podcast. You know, understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm cool with being Ken Ivory Wayans and he's <laughs> Marlon and Sean. You know yes, I, mean? I love I'm the comparison. Fine with that. You know what I mean? So, yes. yes, but you guys feed off of each other. So when right. you say, you know, that you're, he's the, you know, the the talent and you're the machine or whatever, however you categorize it. I agree with you. I think that's a, it's a great partnership. I think you both are great on your own. You're a movement by yourself, but you're a force when you guys together. You know what I mean? And I think mm. it really, really works. Uh, I'm not going to lie. He grew on me. Fresco grew on me because at first I was like, he's mean. I don't like him. He's so angry and honest <laughs> all the time. But, you know, he is so educated, both of you. And I love the fact that it's not just about pop culture, though it is there and it's important and you guys have a great spin on it. But it is also about real life things. I love that black men are talking about mental and emotional health, fatherhood, relationships, all the things you guys touch on. So kudos to the podcast, brothers. And I'm so glad you're here and you're taking a break from them to join the I Said No podcast for the day. So thank you. I appreciate it. One more thing, though, and we won't get into the episode. Um, you said that you noticed our growth. I mm-hmm. actually tried to listen to a previous episode from like episode seventy something. Uh huh. Just like ilk, like ah, <laughs> you can't do oh, it, right? Like I, I appreciate everybody that stuck with us because yeah. I can't. Oh man, 
Yeah, uh, but you your grow? audience grows with you. Here's the yeah, thing. Grow, like, right. who you were three years ago, who Fresco was three years ago, who the audience listener was three years ago, they're not the same person or people. So evolution goes all the way around, and your audience just likes to hear the, the upgrade because they're upgrading their lives too. So I understand because when I listen to old Not Your Mama's podcast episodes with me and Lauren, or even the first episode of this, and I'm only on, what, 13 or 14 of I yeah. Said No, I still cringe. So I completely mm. I, com- I hate the sound of my voice. I hate what I say. I'm like, I don't articulate myself enough. What was I saying? What was I talking about? But guess what, Flo? We reached the people. Yes, absolutely. We reached the people. So again, welcome to hashtag ISMPod. And it's our Valentine's Day episode. Flo, mm. do you celebrate Valentine's Day when you're in a relationship? Actually, I'm not a big fan of it. Why? That's the part of myself that I never got in touch with. Like, I've never been the romantic side. So Valentine's Day kind of intimidates me to where I think I have to do more than what I should. But Valentine's Day can be the... Valentine's Day just might be the simplest day. Mm Mm-hmm. Because Mm -hmm. of what your partner might want might just be simple. I mean, in that aspect. But I'll get to overthinking and think that you have to go all out. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. me and Valentine's Day go to war every, <laughs> every year. Like my, my anxiety, my nerves, and Aww. all you really got to do is, you know, flowers, a card, you know, um, it's just simple things. Yeah, it's just about making her feel special, and a lot of men overanalyze it, but with that said, a lot of women, in my opinion, put too much emphasis on it, and mm. that's why the anxiety, you know, fills the room for the man. But as you know, if I believe if you know the person's love language, which I believe you know yours, am I correct? Yes. I think if you know the person's love language and you know their learning style, it's, it takes a little bit of the edge off because you know what they need to feel loved and appreciated and special. But I also believe that if you are showing those random acts of love and romance throughout the year, there wouldn't be so much emphasis on Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. You, would you agree with that? I agree. Well, I agree with that to an extent just mm-hmm. because I know me and I just know that I'm just an overthinker. Yeah. <laughs> An overanalyzer. And, yeah. And I, and, and maybe you're right that if you did things more often, you would get used to it. But as of right now, this day comes every year. Birthdays come every year. Holidays right. come every year. And I still get the... You get the anxiety. Yeah. So that but just I might be that. a me thing. I love the fact that you admitted that. Did you guys hear that beautiful soul? We had a grown man on here saying, I feel anxiety when it comes to this love holiday. I feel pressure. I don't know if I'm doing it right, wrong, or if I'm doing enough. And I think women need to acknowledge that and stop you know, putting men in boxes and saying, if you don't get me 12 dozen red roses, then you don't love me. You know what yeah. I mean? If you don't give me this big balloon that I can't drive with or a big teddy bear that I can't take public transportation with, then you don't love me. Um, I do think it's a great thing to have a day focused on love. But we got, just like every other holiday, Christmas and other holidays, we got so commercial with it, right? Yeah. So if, if you're my husband and my love language is acts of service and you don't get me any flowers or candy, but I come home and the whole house is clean, and the dishes are done, and I don't have to cook that day, and you ordered Chinese food, I'm like, this is the best Valentine's Day ever. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, like, the uh, 
the picnic on the living room floor. That's my fave. Yes. The house is clean. The floor is clean. You come home. We're on the floor. I got some candles lit, your favorite bottle and whatever you like. And we just get to sit here. Music, the, the pussy playlist is popping. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The lights Absolutely. down. And we getting it popping. So I think that you acknowledging that uh, Valentine's Day gives you anxiety will help a lot of other men admit that that mm-hmm. gives them anxiety. So I appreciate that, that candor and that transparency on ISM Pod. So, Absolutely. So I have some questions for you. Are you down to go into segments with me? I sure am. Okay, so on ISM Pod, we do Soul Glow. So I know it's similar to your, um, when you guys on the podcast, brothers, you guys check in with your weeks to see, you know, how your week was and what's going on. Here we call it Soul Glow. So tell me, Floor. What made your soul glow this week? What made your soul feel good this week? What made my soul glow probably would not have made my soul glow any other time. Um, This has been a rough week for me, but I've decided to turn it into a positive. Okay. I'm getting to know my children, you know, a lot better. My two older ones, you know, I have a 17-year-old son, a 15-year-old daughter, and these are different times, you know. Mm -hmm. I'm used to having my hands on everything. Okay. And getting to understand that they're just not the babies no more and they need a little more leeway, um, I'm having a hard time with that. Okay. Now, my glow comes from the fact that I found out that my son has diagnosed himself with being depressed since last June. Really? As a father, I felt like crap because I prided myself in being everything. Mm. I'm going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he was going through this until I read his full Facebook post. Okay. So that's what got me. It's just like, okay, son, now I asked you what's going on. You won't tell me. Mm-hmm. Now I see your post. Now you got to tell me. Right. So when he told me everything that was bothering him, instead of getting up or instead of getting down to myself, but I did for a few seconds, mm-hmm. I decided to see what can I do? Now, just because I'm your father mm-hmm. does not mean I can be your mentor. I don't have to be your mentor. Right. So now I'm looking into mentor programs. I'm looking into a therapy, um, getting them into therapy, see if he wants to talk to somebody. Love so it. I'm I'm no longer being, if you, you got to tell me these things, you know, I'm going to take you to, I'm going to take you places where somebody else might can get the best out of you. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I'm looking at the positive and not the negative. You know, I'm not going to be dad, AKA everything. I'm going to be dad. Let me know what I can do. And if somebody else can get what's bothering you out of you. Right. That's what I want. But so that I'm is going. everything. That is everything. I'm sorry yeah. to interrupt. That is everything. You are still active and you took action. And though it wasn't action in the way, you know, you would have liked to take it to fix it. You still are because you actually outsource, which I think is amazing. So continue. So my soul is glowing because I finally, um, I, I, I think, I think that I'm handling it right. And I see the Mm -hmm. end of the, I see the light at the end of the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So my soul is glowing because I can, I can fix this. And and that's me. I'm a, I can fix this kind of guy. Right. If you put me in a situation that I don't think that I can, that's when you might get, you know what I mean? Gloomy skies in my head. (laughs) I say, okay. Oh, this is what you got going on? I can fix this. And right. that's what made my soul glow this week. Oh, I love that soul glow. Q coming to America soul glow right now. I love <laughs> that soul glow. You know why? Again, Floor, because we don't have to be everything to our kids. Our kids are not, we are not our kids' only influence. 
And we have to understand that other people may be able to do the things that we can't. And we have to be okay with that. We cannot be there everything, but we can do everything to make sure that they are okay. So kudos to you for that. Yeah, you can't get jealous of the village, you know, not to not to keep going, but just a little bit part of it, you know, just I remember the other day I asked him, I said, yo, how you feeling? He's just mm-hmm. like, cool. You know, he kicked it with Uncle Fresco. They talked like so for a second. You like, but OK, cool. Right. If, if, if you can talk to your uncle, that's fine. Whoever. But you, right. you, you still want to talk, you still to, want me, him to, talk like, to you. Right. right. But it's like, right. OK, cool. Uncle, right. Aunts, cut whoever it is. If, if it works, it works. I love that. Most people don't like that. Like you say, you do want your kids to come to you and you want to be that parent that says, my kids can come to me for everything. But we have to be realistic that sometimes our kids can't or won't. Might, it right. might not be the can't, they won't. They might feel comfortable with Uncle, Uncle Fresco or Auntie Stephanie or the therapist, someone who's out the family altogether, right? right. Because what's wrong with them? A lot of times when I was younger, Flo, I didn't want to tell my mother things because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Or I didn't want to put more pressure on her. It might not have had anything to do with her, but I know she had bills and work and all that other stuff. And I didn't want to burden her with one more thing. So it wasn't about not trusting her or not wanting to share with her. It was just like, I just don't want to add fuel to the fire because adults have adult shit going on. You know what I mean? So I applaud that soul glow. Shout out to your son. Shout out to you for taking action and outsourcing for him. And I hope everything goes well. Thank you. You're very welcome. Now, it is time to get into our big pink elephant in the love room. Are you ready? I sure am. Okay. So today is Valentine's Day. And I wanted Flo to come on because, not just because he's Flo. He's the guy. You know, he's the <laughs> guy. He's the man in these streets. But I wanted him to come on because I wanted a male perspective. There is a big pink elephant in the relationship room, in my opinion, called communication. Communication to me in relationships is one of the questions I get from men and women often. How do I communicate with my man? How can I get my woman to communicate with me when she's not nagging me or attacking me? So when you agreed to come on floor, I said, this is perfect. I'm going to ask floor the big pink elephant in the room question. How can women communicate with men effectively? Let me know. Women can communicate with men and it's going to be, and this is just one of those things where it'd be like, it can't be that simple, but it is. Right. And that's to listen. And that's to listen. Cause I've been through so many different scenarios to where I come into a situation where I'm just bottled up. I got nothing to say because I don't trust too many people with how I really feel. My image, for example, me, right. I've always been known as this good guy. So because I've never said that, it's an alleged image. Okay. You want to live up to that image for a while. And then you might get this vulnerable moment where you're ready to tell this person, this is how I feel about certain situations. Now, what she decides to do with that information is very key. Mm-hmm. Um, if mm-hmm. she does not make you feel like you're being heard, comfortable, or things of that nature, it can kind of shut you down for a a longer periods to come which affects the relationship because regardless of what you think when a man is ready to open up and express himself Mm -hmm. that is the key moment in the future of the relationship Hmm. 
Okay. So tell me when you said, let's go back a little bit. When you said, you know, we have to make you feel comfortable and safe to open up. How can we do that? Because one of my, one of my biggest complaints from my, my lady, beautiful souls is that you guys tell us that, but you don't tell us how you don't get into the nitty gritty. And what I want women to understand, and not just women, if you're in, um, you know, um, a gay relationship, this applies to you too. This is an all inclusive conversation and podcast, right? So if you're not communicating with your mate effectively, I keep hearing, but they don't tell us how. They'll tell us the generics. Like, you don't make me feel safe. You don't give me a comfortable place. So we're getting it wrong. Okay? So tell me, as a man, for you, because, of course, you're not the roadmap to every man, right? We shouldn't, yeah. we, we shouldn't put the pressure on Florida right. for every single man in the world. But for the general flaws of the world, what is it that we need to do to make the, safe, the place safe? See, yeah, it's like you said, it's that, it's that moment. So when I do open up, however you receive it, it should, like the walls need to come down. Okay, so I've talked to you. It's, it's like talking to a therapist. I'm going to give you a little bit at a time. Mm-hmm. Now, once I give you a little bit and, and I see the way you receive it, it allows me to open up some more. Because most of us men are, we have this wall up. Mm-hmm. Just, just like women. So now everybody is trying to find that safe space. So everybody's kind of like bickering with each other because all we really want is to really trust this person with this safe space that I'm actually trying to deliver. Okay. You know, it, it just, some of us, sometimes it just so happens to happen when things are going so wrong. And then we say, well, listen, this is what's really going on in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, when you're dealing with, and I just don't want to put this on the ghetto or people that's in the hood, but people that are traumatized. Like I say, from my experience, I'm looked at to be a certain way. Right. So you don't want to lose that edge that you have, but you do want to be vulnerable and have that moment and still be who you are. And if I can have all of that, and then that just opens up the conversation, it just opens it up for more conversation. So basically what I'm saying is, it's just as simple as ladies try to understand what he's saying mm. because I'm still learning and I right. don't even know, I don't even know the name of it. So there's nothing to tell you. I just know, <laughs> right. I just know for some reason, I don't want you to judge me. I don't want to mm. be, looked, I don't want to be looked less than. I don't want to be looked at less than by you, my companion, my partner. Right. So I don't know what to call it. Right. I don't know. I can't label it. I can't pinpoint it. I just know that I'm feeling already some type of way and I don't want to feel less than enough than I already feel. Is that what you're saying? Right. And I'm not going to put all of this on one, on all men, but it starts at a very young age. Uh, We really take it hard over that first breakup. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Really, really. Like men will hold on to that for until they realize what they're doing. Right. Well, we know because y'all out here still dating at 35 talking about, oh, she broke my heart in the playground. And we like, we can't go to therapy yet, nigga. Like, wow, we got to deal with that 20 years later. Yes. But then then when you say it, you go, man, I am still heartbroken over that. You are. You got childhood traumas and you're putting that on your current girls. Yes. And we don't know. You don't know. I wonder, 
you don't know because let's let's be real. Men, boys, are, and men are not taught to express themselves, right? It's it's a man thing, Gina, right? You got to be a man. You can't yeah. say that you're feeling some type of way. You surely can't cry. You can't right. tell someone you miss them. You can't say I got my heart broken. So I think boys just have all of that energy pent up in them. It's never released. It doesn't go anywhere. You don't give your son a journal and tell him to write. You know, you don't give him an outlet to get all of that out from middle school. So he's literally uh, a young boy still wrapped in adult male flesh. And he's walking around dating and marrying and having kids, but he's still heartbroken from Keisha from ABC days in fifth grade. That is the truth. And let me tell you something. Everything you said is correct, but that first love is different. There Mm. is no wall. You're not born with the wall. Right. No, the wall is given to you. Amen. I agree. That's an agreement that's given to you. Yep. As far as men go, as far as young boys, when you meet that girl, Mm. it's the sky's the limit. And then she breaks your heart. And it just so happens, most of the time, you judge who's the guy, who the guy she decided to step out on you for. Okay. More than likely, he's he he'll probably be. She's not going to cheat on you or leave you for the guy who got straight A's and home of his homework. It's the bad boy. It's the bad boy, but that's but but, but that's a young girl's journey in the beginning. Yeah, her journey. Yes, that is a young girl's journey. She, she doesn't end that way. She, no. she she but she's interested in that. Yes. It's a turn off for us. We it's all want, turn off for y'all. You know, whether it's the white world and the Fonz, you know, Fonzie or, you know what I mean? It's always yeah. been celebrated in some way where the bad boy with the leather jacket that smokes this, that's the drug dealer, whether it's menace to society and it's old, you know, it de- depending on who it is, we all have images in our head that you want to be with the bad boy. You want to mm-hmm. be with the ghost from power. You know what I mean? You want to be with the guy who can flip it and put on a suit, but he can still shoot a nigga and punch him in the face and still flip that dough. <laughs> hey, it's just everybody. Every man want to be ghost. <laughs> and every woman wants to be with ghost. So there we everybody have it. Be Except for when they realize it comes with Tasha penalties. Okay. So listen, I'd be like, <laughs> when does when does he even sleep? Like, he I sleep. sleep. That's why he's angry. That's why he fuck angry. That's why he talk angry. <laughs> That's why he angry because he's stressed. But listen, out. right? You'll be honest. I mean, I mean, you not amazed because you probably already know this. Um, I've been out of high school since two thousand and one. We yeah. had our high school reunion years ago, probably okay. like ten years. So we're talking about uh, two thousand and I don't I don't remember. We probably had our high school reunion. So long ago. Okay. But all the men were saying the same thing. They were what? judging the women because it was payback for them playing them. Y'all need they therapy. Judged, huh? <laughs> Y'all need therapy, Flo. Right. But it was just pay it was just payback for oh, you didn't want me in high school. Look at you. You dated this drug dealer. Now you right. Look at you. Now you a baby mom with no food. Right. Damn. Look at you. You right. look run down. You look right. like the men and you know, people are in different spaces. But 10 years after high school, the guys were still upset that these women mm. didn't want them. So you see what I'm saying? Yes, I do see it. It's childhood trauma, honey. I see it. But you know what? There has to be there has to be a point of release. There has to be action taken after 10 or some or, or, or any amount of years where you don't carry that into your current relationships. A lot of your fathers, a lot of your boyfriends, husbands, bays, booze, you know, all these labels people want to put on each other that are in relationships. And some of you are single by choice and not by choice. Either way, that 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 lack of release affects the communication in all of your current relationships, not even just sexual, even with your children. Yep. Because it's something that's not released. So I want to get 
back a little bit on track and I want to give, I want you to comment on the four points that I, I tell my clients um, when they ask me to communicate with their men. Okay. Yes. Okay. I say, first, you have to understand that men process internally versus women who process externally. What do you think about that? Well, well, men are thinkers. Is yeah. that what you're saying? Yeah, okay, men process. Yeah. yeah, because we talk. We verbalize. Women want to talk. We want to sing around the house with the mop, you know, while we're cleaning. You guys internalize, so you keep it quiet. But we believe that because you internalize and that you don't verbalize, that, mean you, that means you don't care or you're not concerned, which is not true. I believe that men reserve talking for when they're closer to an outcome, a resolution, or a conclusion. And men will talk if they want to. Hey, listen, this is all about being heard. I, right. I'm sticking. I'm sticking with my guns. Right. An outcome and a resolution. But if you're in a relationship that what you're said is being matched with, well, but and this, right, more likely you're not going to get much more out of the man. I completely so, agree. So if you're trying to listen to what he's uh, saying instead of going word for word, and this isn't some my word is final. I'm the ball mm-hmm. set up. I'm not mm-hmm. saying any of that. I but, agree my word has to mean something because if not, we're just going to... You're just going to go back and forth. But that was my... That was my number two. This is what I tell them, number two. When he talks, when he chooses to open up, do not interrupt him. And this is a problem I have and I was built with, I was bred with because I don't come from a place like many women and you mentioned the ghetto and I think it's important that you did that because we have a different type of upbringing than any other class in the world right? We are literally bred in trauma. We're bred in dysfunction. We're bred in arguments. Even if you had a loving household, your neighborhood was traumatic, right? And even if in your household, your mother didn't interrupt your father and your father didn't interrupt your mother, you had to have seen and fight on argument where that happened often. So I was raised where I saw women pop off 24 seven and never really had effective communication. So I grew up believing that that was communication to argue back and forth with the man. So I couldn't expect a man to actually feel comfortable and safe, not only because I kept interrupting him, as I said, but go back to my first point. I believe because he communicated differently internally that that meant he didn't care. And I didn't understand that he wasn't close to a conclusion or a resolution. It didn't mean that he didn't care. I was interrupting him and I wouldn't even allow him to get to the conclusion or the resolution. Right. Yep. Right? So that all makes sense to you? Okay, great. It makes completely sense. Yes. It makes a whole lot of sense. It does. It does. Um, So yes, 1.1. First thing, ladies, and anyone listening who wants to communicate effectively, you have to understand that everybody doesn't communicate like you, especially the opposite sex. We get upset because we want the flaws of the world to speak just like the Stephanie's of the world. And how fair is that to the men? Really, it's not. Am I correct? Oh, correct. Right. (laughs) He's like, huh. Um, And second, if we want the flaws of the world to talk, ladies, we got to let them talk and shut up. Well, tell us to shut up. Mm. (laughs) You can't even say the word. I can't even say it. (laughs) Are you scared? Yeah, I don't. (laughs) Don't be scared. You have permission here. The Life Architect gave you permission on her platform to tell us to shut up. Shut up, ladies. <laughs> you said it so timid. Oh, that doesn't even sound religious. It doesn't it's even. It's like, <laughs> you can tell I don't say that. Don't you can like. tell you don't talk like, you know what? So let's role play. If we were in a relationship and you were trying to come to me, let's, let's have be solution driven. And you were trying to share with me and I kept cutting you off. Let's be solution driven and find a way, a healthy way to say, can you stop talking instead of saying shut up? How would you communicate that? I would say that... Um, 
I wouldn't say anything. The converse, I would, I would, you would once, once, would you once, shut I down? Frust- once I, yeah, once I get frustrated with the way it's going, like if you're not listening mm-hmm. and you say, this is final, I'll say, you're right, this is final, like this is it. But what I've learned though is that just adds more fuel to fire, mm-hmm. <laughs> like don't repeat what I said, but like, <laughs> <laughs> like they don't like that, right? We don't, we will, yeah, we don't. We have some issues, ladies, we got some shit with us, let's be real. Like you, you can tell me it, and then I'll just say, "Okay, you're right. It's over." What do you mean? It's what do you over? mean it's over? You don't, you don't share with me. It's like, no, I was trying, but yeah. you cut me off. Okay, yeah. so I'm gonna be solution driven for you. I'm going to tell people how I like to do it in my marriage. That has helped me communicate better with my husband, and I often refer to my clients. So, floor, take it if you want it. It's free coaching on the floor for you. Okay. Okay. So, if you're being interrupted by anyone, especially your significant other, when they interrupt you, you can say, "I'm not finished yet. I would appreciate if you would respect me and my thoughts and let me get them out, and you'll have ample time to get yours out as well." Hmm. It it, it 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 can be shortened. You know, you might not remember all of that, but you have to let the person know that they're invalidating you in the moment and they're crossing your communication boundary and it's not okay with you. You have to set the boundary about the crossing of the boundary. Does that make sense? It makes all the sense in the world. Um, yeah. This, I mean, what you just said, I'm going to tell you a little story. And I, I don't mean to go all track, but it kind of leads into what I just heard from you. Okay, go ahead. One day I was sitting on an old porch of mine and an old guy just walked past. Never seen him a day for, a day in my life. And he decided to just stop on my porch. And we started talking. I think he was carrying something. He was tired. So he started talking. And he told me about just how he used to travel with Aretha Franklin and things wow. of that nature. And he was missing his girlfriend. So he wrote her a letter. Mm. My point is, the opening sentence in his letter <laughs> what? me on. So what I'm saying is the words that we no longer use, especially as men, are important. And we don't have that vocabulary anymore. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought to say what you said. Really? And, and when you said it, you have no choice but to respect it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But we aren't putting those words together. We don't know how. We, you know, when it comes to an argument, like I just told you, if things aren't going my way, I shut down. Right. Well, you shut down because I'm sorry. I just interrupted you and oh, no, told no, no. you not to interrupt. No, no, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, just, but, but just like I was saying, like when things don't go my way during a conversation, I shut down. Um, now mm-hmm. I, I sit and wonder, like if I actually applied myself to express myself with mm-hmm. the power that you just exp- uh, expressed yourself with. Mm-hmm. how things would work out but <laughs> it's possible that it will work out and you don't have to wait until it's again only involved in a romantic dispute <clears throat> these communication tools are communication with everybody co-workers children parents siblings um you can practice them by yourself i often give assignments for the practice it's called mirror work you got to look in the mirror sometimes and talk to yourself and have those conversations i mean we do it anyway you know how we get into an argument for and we'd be like when i see that nigga this is what i'm gonna tell him and he gonna yeah. get back you might as well turn that into a positive since you're doing it anyway right you might as well talk about popping off for him you might as well be like this is how i'm gonna do it. i'm gonna be emotionally intelligent today and i'm going to tap into my tools a lot of the times we don't know what to say because we don't have the tools no one taught us so platforms like this platforms like um you know podcasts and um your youtube channels and things like that we have the resources now in my opinion there's no excuse for us to keep saying we don't know 
There is, there's no excuse. When you listen to the flaws and the podcast brothers and you listen to Stephanie, the life architect, and you're listening to the I said no podcast, you can't keep saying, I didn't know that there was a different way for me to approach a situation. Mm, That's just my opinion. Number three, ladies, listen up. Do not use what he told you against him. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you see that again. Hold on, I'm going to say it again for you guys. Do not use what he told you against him. Often, Flo, and I'm sure this has happened to you, oftentimes we, we, you open up. We get past one and two. You know, we, ex- we understand that you don't communicate the same way. We don't interrupt you. We get to stage three. We do one and two well, but then we turn around. And the next time we argue, we use it as a spades card and we throw it down on the table and we use it against you. And what that does is tell you that you can't trust us. You can't be vulnerable with us because we turn around and weaponize your trust. What do you say about that? You want to talk about shutting down, shutting down? <laughs> shut it down, down, down. Listen, now, I've told you I shut down during the conversation. Mm-hmm. That's a shutdown for the future as well, what you just Ooh, said. For the whole relationship. Right, because I'm like, you know what? I can't I can't trust you. This goes back to what we talked about in the beginning. When I talk to you, when I mm-hmm. tell you the issue, mm-hmm. just like you said, just like I said, listen to me mm-hmm. and, and, and try to understand mm-hmm. and to top it off with what you just said. Don't use it against me. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. low blows aren't really, should not be allowed in the argument. I, could, I agree. I agree. There should be rules to fighting because I yes. actually think fighting is healthy in a relationship. And let me, let's, let's, let's put the disclaimer out, Floor. We're not talking about physicality here. Okay? We're, not. We're, We're not, not talking about domestic violence. We're talking about verbal back and forth, a sparring, a tennis match, if you will. Serena and Venus, if you will, yes. right? We're talking Serena. about, I actually think it's healthy because I don't really think you understand someone in a relationship until you understand how they are or see how they are when they're angry. See how they mm. communicate when they're upset. I don't think you've had a real... When people be like, we don't argue. We've never argued. I'm like, what kind of relationship is that? We've never been mad at each other. How, Sway? How? How? Oh. How? I think it's important to see how people operate when they're technically, quote unquote, not them best, their best selves. So I do think argument, arguments and um, disagreements can be healthy if they have those um, rules that you mentioned in it. So I agree. Low blows, the whole your mama, fuck you, motherfucker. The verbal assassination and the emotional um, disrespect and sometimes emotional abuse that we all have spewed and been um, the victims of in arguments, I think need to cease. What do you think? Please don't talk about my mama. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Like, my mama or my kids. Don't do it. My mama or my kids. Like, you get just like, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You, That's you, a real shutdown. But, but, but you want to know something? What? To push your button, mm. it will get crossed. And I'm not saying that it's been crossed on me. Right. But I'm just saying, just to think about it, people would actually go there mm-hmm. because you aren't giving them anything. Right. So they yes. want something. So they will go there. And they, they won't the mean what they say, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They won't mean what they say mm-hmm. because once again, you're you're communicating the way you're communicating, and the men aren't communicating as much as you want. They need something, so they will go there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a game that you shouldn't play. I agree with you. It's dangerous because once you say what you say, there's no taking it back. 
And even if you move on, you know, so many of us are intolerable relationships floor where we are hurt by what someone said and we move on. And that was last year, but it never really fades out of your brain. You know, for a fact that when that person was mad, they disrespected your children. You know what I mean? You know, for a fact that they came for your family and though you still care about them and it's a year later and you may be getting married now, you might be having another baby or so forth and so on. You know, that person didn't play fair. And you know that there's a possibility that when you guys get back in an angry situation, that that unfair plane is going to rise back up again. And What's then, worse? Then you get on defense and then you're waiting for it. So then you want to spew it back. What's worse than you just chilling, having a good time, a good day, and you just randomly think about what they said to you? <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. You said just go on a sunny afternoon on a Sunday, and you just like, I can't stand this bitch. Get her away from me. You know? uh, and she's like, well, you, why are you acting different? What's wrong with you? You you in the mood, and you like, don't even talk to me. Your mood just changed. What happened? You know what? Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing. I'm going to just go. I'm going out for a while. I'll be back. <laughs> but it's true because we're hurt. We're mm-hmm. hurt because we don't believe that a person who loves us and is supposed to respect us should hit us so low. And this is why I think this topic is very healthy for us to talk about because I, I feel like we can make relationships a little better for one pot at a time. Absolutely. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so into, you know, podcasts such as this, roundtables. Like, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I'm a, I've been a father for 17 years. Wow. By my, going on eight, my son will be 18 this year. Almost all of your life. All, like Almost of your all life. of my life yeah, with nothing. Wow. Mm. I'm talking about support from family, but okay. no, like once, like once school was over, the teaching for me stopped because I went straight to work. Right. So can you imagine 18 years old, not feeding your brain, mm. but you think you're doing the right thing because all you're doing is working. Right. I say that to say that podcasts like this, listening to you and you being my first therapist I know I told you that. Thank you. You being yeah. like my, like, I started listening to uh, Not Your Mama's podcast and started getting my life together. <laughs> he sure but did. The, the knowledge that I'm receiving now, man, I, I just wish it was there for me my entire uh, uh, 17, 18 years, but mm-hmm. it's here now and I'm it's enjoying it. Thank you. I appreciate that. And yes, you have been affirming towards me and for me since we've met. So I appreciate that. But you're right. You have it now. And guess what the best thing about that is, Floyd? You get to give it to your kids. Absolutely. Oh my God. You get to circumvent all of what they would have gone through if they didn't have this information. Do you know that your son was able to, you know, express himself even just on Facebook because he has a role model who speaks about therapy and emotional and mental health? Mm. You gave that to him. That's something that no one gave to you. So you're already playing it forward. And I want men to understand that no matter where they came from, no matter what they didn't receive, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You can receive it now and give it to your children. And if you don't have children, you can just give it, give that energy to everybody around you. Absolutely. Last point about communication. It goes back into trust. This is my fourth point, Floor. This is what I'll be telling them. Okay. If he feels safe enough and trusts you enough to share, do not share his business with anyone else. Let me tell you something. It's not enough just not to use what he told you against him. What women like to do is get on the phone and like I say in Spanish, we like to bonchinche, okay? We like to get on the phone, bonchinchando, girl, let me tell you, this nigga was crying about this and he need the man up and oh my God, he get on my nerves and he want to go call his mama. 
and you want to go tell his friends and you want to put a post on Facebook that talks about what he told you, but then not even say his name as if he can't read and doesn't understand that that's what he just told you. So he knows you're telling the world. You cannot tell a man's business to other people and claim that you love him. That is a violation of his trust and he will never feel comfortable opening up to you. Yes, he'll marry you and he'll fuck you. Let's be clear. <laughs> you know I ain't lying, Floor. And he'll give you a baby. He'll let you cook his food. He'll let you suck his dick. But he will never communicate with you the way you believe he should because he cannot trust you with his business to stay in his household. What say you, Floor? I say that you are absolutely correct. I do want to just say that the sucky part about that, the part that sucks the most about that is a lot of times the partners will burn those bridges before they even know what they're doing. Hmm. Um, so by the time you realize what really bothers you, sometimes it's there already, right? You know, because we go into these relationships, not knowing what we want, yes. um, not knowing who we are also. Um, and, and women, and since we're talking about that and, you know, respecting the man, the women really confusing, um, their erratic behavior with love. Mm. So that's where you'll get the, I'm going to tell my friends, I'm going to post on social media, I care about you. And they show you the, and they sometimes they'll show you that they care in ways you do not want at all. Forget you don't understand. Right. I don't want to be loved that. I don't want that care. Right. I don't want that care. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But that has to be communicated. Well, (laughs) (laughs) listen, if somebody believes that this is their love, it's hard. You're right. You're right. I love this is this is how they love. <laughs> but that's a problem. Everybody's going into relationships talking about I'm gonna give my version of love to the right. law. And I told I t- I think I tweeted this recently. I said I dare you to love your partner, not the way you want to be loved, but the way they want to be loved. I dare you to be a person in a relationship to not keep projecting how you want to be loved on the person, but instead be like, what's your love language? How do you like this? Because let me tell you. Everything you did in your last relationship doesn't mean it's going to apply in your current one. Absolutely. Whether it's the way you cook, the way you sex, the way you communicate, the way you do whatever. What Joe Schmo likes, Paul might not like. <laughs> Pause. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Tell me. You went, you went too far. I did? In a good way. Okay. Because the only thing that we, and I'm going to speak for some men. Okay. If not most men. The only thing we do know is that you can't have sex with everybody the same. Oh, you can't. But we still communicate. See, that's what I'm saying. When it comes to really knowing, we're limited. Okay, Most of us are limited. So not only do we not know what we want, we're not understanding that we can't talk, look, do... We can't do anything like we did before and think that it's going to work that way. It's not. We'll pick one or two things and say, well... I can't be as freaky with this one. She doesn't, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's more sexual. Yeah. We're not really coming to you as a new person, as a person saying, this is a whole nother human being. And I need to re-strategize my entire game. My entire game. And you have to, you have to shed the layer of your past relationship. I'm not saying change who you are as a being. You're flawed. You're always going to be flawed, right? You're flawed. So your foundation is fine. It's no different than getting a new car. Your foundation is driving. You know how to drive, right? But this, this new Lexus is not your, you know, um, Honda Civic. 
it has different mechanisms. It has different ways of doing things. The AC, this one's electronic. And this, I don't have to roll down my window on this one. You have to learn how to utilize the new space that you're in. And to walk into something and be like, well, she used to like that. That is so unfair. That's Actually, that's laziness. Mm. That's laziness to say, I'm just going to do what I do to all my hoes, all my chicks, all my loved ones, mm. all my faves. I think that's lazy love, in my opinion. Well, I'm just going to go with not knowing. I really think, like, for me, this this knowledge moves me. Yes. I like to read things that I can learn from. Mm-hmm. I like to watch. I watched The Breakfast Club this morning. I don't really watch them that much. Mm-hmm. And Megan Good's husband was on there. He wrote yes. a book. I love him. A, my first time ever seeing him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He, he wrote a book about the dog and men and yep. how to. And I'm listening to that. And it hit home with me. Mm-hmm. You understand mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I wouldn't call it lazy. And you can you can look at it that way because your experience in life and the things you saw. Mm-hmm. You saw. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm really going to pound this. I think if men knew better, they do better. I, but, I, I agree with you to an extent. I'm going to call it lazy for the men who know better and still don't do better. Okay? Yeah, forget so them. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to understand... I'm going to be an understanding ear, and I'm going to agree with you that if you don't know something, there's no way you can implement implement it because you don't know it. Try. Yeah, try. you're absolutely right. But again, with smartphones, with laptops, I feel like there's a laziness in the world, not just with men, women, and everyone around us, because there is no reason you can't put a sentence in Google to figure out what you don't know. So if you're constantly getting complaints in your relationships... All right. If your woman or your man is complaining about something like you don't know how to talk to somebody, you can Google. How do you talk to somebody? How do you talk without being disrespectful? Like I just that's what I mean about lazy. Even what we don't know, we act like we don't have we're living in a time floor that our parents and our ancestors couldn't even have imagined where anything you wanted was literally at your fingertips. Absolutely. As I speak to you now, laptop open and the cell phone popping. There is no reason while I'm talking to you. If I wanted to find something else out, I could. I I can multitask. There's no reason for a man or a woman in any relationship to say, I don't know how to do this without making an unlazy attempt to try to figure it out. That's it. You ever have somebody ask you a question like, yo, if you don't Google it, why are you yes. doing it? You got yes. a phone right in your hand. A smartphone, but you acting dumb. Okay? I'm going to need you to be a little smarter with your smartphone. So you're right. I agree with you to an extent. If you don't know something, you can't implement it. But just, I'm sure, Floor, give me an example. When you first started podcasting, I'm sure you didn't know everything and you had to Google something. Give me an example of what you didn't know, but you learned because you took the initiative to put a question in Google so that you could know and apply it. Listen, before we, before we, um, before you caught me on the Zoom, I was watching YouTube because I'm trying to learn this Zoom track 12. Ah. I want to know what levels should every podcast be. I want to know what does D, like what level DB should it be? Mm, okay. I want to know how to really use Adobe Audition. Before we talked, I sat down here for 60 minutes and watch YouTube videos. And I and um, I got my little mic on, and I just talked in, and I said, test and test it one, two, three, four times, saved it, and then I messed with the audio just so I can uh, see how to add these plugins and add-ons. Look at I'm you. still learning. You see what I mean? It's a continuous thing. You didn't know something an hour ago that you now know, but you didn't rest on, I don't know it, so I'm not going to apply it, which you could have easily done. You could have said, I don't need to know this. I'm not going to know this. I already got my systems. It's cool. And that's what I mean about relationships. There's no excuse. 
at this point. So for me, I'm going to stand on my lazy point because with the World Wide Web and smartphones, I'm not giving anyone a pass about what they didn't grow up with, what nobody told them and what they don't know. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. So I want you guys to take what Flo and I said. That was that concludes the big pink elephant in the room. I want you to assess your communication styles. You should have had a pen and paper handy because me and Flo was dropping some jewels. OK, <laughs> if not, press rewind and go back to the four points and let us know what you think about communicating with a man. Did I hit right on the four points? Am I am I? you know, guiding people down the wrong path, let me and Floor know. I want you guys to comment. You got to comment. I want you to share this and I want you to give us feedback on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you listen. Definitely on iTunes and SoundCloud. And let us know if we got this man and woman thing down pat and maybe we, me and Floor should start teaching some seminars. What you think, Floor? I like it. <laughs> Floor is down. Floor, guess what time it is? What, what time is it? It's time for adult eyes. Do you know what adult eyes is? I do. I do. You hey, listen. <laughs> I remember listening to your uh, previous episodes, and man, I'm still I'm still shook off the um the next co song. You are. I had no idea. You had no idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah, next was a little raunchy uh, with the too close song. <laughs> a little raunchy. We young thotty bodies like, sad, second, dance it kind of close. Not knowing that this man talk about his heart penis is rubbing on in between my yes. booty cheeks on the dance floor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, you, you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, this this isn't my song, but um, SWV Downtown. Oh, honey, that's the way to my love. Take it round and round. Hello. I had no oh. idea. I just thought it was going downtown. Yeah, you met downtown in the city? <laughs> Wait, hold on. Time out, Floor. You thought that SWV was talking about take a cab or a train downtown in Jersey? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I had you no gotta, idea. You didn't, so you wasn't listening to the lyrics. You was just on a chorus, huh? On the hook. Yeah, that was it. I don't remember none. Of, I don't remember none of the lyrics. I mean, that that song probably was like a ninety-ish, early ninety. Yes, early nineties. We were teenagers, just being messy, talking about. No, not downtown. even. I was born in eighty-three. Oh, you so were talking about 10, 11, 12 ish. Oh my God, I'm three years older than you. Jesus, I'm old. Okay, so you was born in '83. I was born in '80. So I was out here. So if you 11, I'm out here like 14, bitch, being messy, talking about going downtown. Now, mind you, I knew what the song was about and still was singing it. And my mother was pleading the blood of Jesus and putting whole <laughs> soil on me because she's like, "What you know about some man eating your pussy? Like, what are you talking Woo! about?" And then when you found out what it was, were you like, "Well, damn." I was so old, and I just, I just judged myself. Like, oh, man, how did you not know that? <laughs> you judged yourself. Well, for everybody listening myself. for the first time, and for those who are back and repeat offenders, I, Adult Eyes is when we talk about a song, a movie, a place, an item, something from our youth that we look at now with adult eyes. Just like Floor said, Downtown by SWV or Too Close by Next. We take the song lyrics or the movie or whatever, and we break it down now as adults. So, Floor, tell me, what is your adult eyes reference today? Uh, Jamie Foxx, Blame It, featuring T-Pain. Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to get hyped because that's one of my favorite songs ever. When that comes on and I'm out... Oh my goodness, whether I'm sober or not, preferably not. But when I'm sober or not, it's on and popping. So tell me, why did you pick Jamie Foxx's Blame It featuring T-Pain? The lyrics, I mean, it's not one lyric in this song where you'd be like, yo, what were you guys thinking? Like, this would not survive in 2008. <laughs> it wouldn't. No, and it came out in 2008 because you know I had to pull out my facts. Right. It came out in 2008. So how old were you in 2008? Uh, uh, 11 years younger. So um, it's called like early... T- Early 20s. Okay, so, so early I was, so 20s. I was an adult, but we were really adult. 
breaking down songs like that. Right. The lyrics what didn't really matter. It was about the vibe, right. how it made you feel in the chorus, right? I, absolutely. The, the the chorus sold the songs. Like, nobody really cared what they were talking about. Right. But now we do. And that's why we have a Delta Eye. So this song, as I have the lyrics in front of me on my lap, yes. as we know the chorus, he's blaming it on the goose. Got you feeling loose. Blame it on a trone. I got you in the zone. Blame it on the ah, 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 yeah. Damn, Flo, we got to listen to that. I got to rock out. From this <laughs> that might have been in sync. <laughs> it might, it might. Um, and then he says, he says she usually don't, but I know that she fronting because shorty know what she want, but she don't want to seem like she's easy. I hear you saying what you won't do, but you know we probably going to do what you've been fiending for deep inside. Now, don't lie. So long story short, this is a little rapey for 2019. Would you say so, Flo? It is, and I'm more, I'm more shocked. Like it wasn't like a line or two. He right. kind of like rebuttaled her thoughts allegedly. Yes, every line. Co- coercion. You know yes, yes. She, yes. <laughs> she really don't. Yes, you. It was just like that's the. So when I'm, I'm like, wow. Not, she say like, she usually don't. Yes, you do. Right. right. He right. didn't compliment. Like I'm thinking, okay, maybe a compliment here and there. Now I know what you think. No. Right. He comes straight out. You don't you usually don't. But I know you do. But I know you're going to tonight, he said. I know you, you're going tonight, basically. You're going to go with me yes. after these drinks. Yes. That's, that's rapey. And because I, I'm pl- I'm plowing you with alcohol. Right. I'm giving you the goose. I'm going, and then when I do what I do to you, I'm going to blame it on that. And then we're going to fill up another cup. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to have T-Pain come in. And Okay, so let me say this about this song. For me, that is when T-Pain comes in, that is actually one of the best. I think it's like one minute. I timed it before. I don't have it in front of me. I think it's like one of the best like 45 seconds in music history, in my opinion. T-Pain can do no wrong to me. I think Mm. T-Pain was brilliant. Like He held down his era for a long time. And I think when he came in on this song, I always almost like lose my mind. I, I just think it's brilliant, but he then feeds on the rapey. Girl, I know you feel good, just like you look. One more shot, you open up like a book. Wait, what? So you going to yeah. give me another shot because you want me to bust it open for a real nigga? Because you're not ready yet. One more. <laughs> That's what y'all doing to us, Floor? That's what y'all doing No, no. Let me let me tell you something, and, and and this is one of the reasons why I picked this song, and I can only speak for myself, mm-hmm. but I can also ask you, have you ever sung a song and really wasn't paying attention? Yes, absolutely. Word for word. Word and for I can't remember this song. Like, this this was huge in 2008. Like, I think huge. the album went flat. And I'm like, Jamie Foxx was back. Like, yeah. he had a, his whole album was pretty good. Right. And you could sing this song word for word and not fully understand what's going on. It didn't even like, register. It no, register? not at all. No, and I'm gonna be honest with you. It didn't really even register until you told me this was a song you wanted to choose for Deltas. I had to go mm. back because I do my research for my shows, as you do, as any great podcaster, my opinion should, right? Absolutely. Um, so when my guests, when I give them the segments and my guests tell me, you know, which songs or which movie or which reference they want to use, I go back to it and make sure I'm well-versed on it. So of course I listen to it, I dance, I twerk to it, have fun. And then mm-hmm. I go back and I always read the lyrics. And then I read them while listening to it at the same time. And I was like, you know what? This one, <laughs> this one not fly right now. I'm not sure if it came out right now with the whole, you know, Me Too movement and women just being in their power and very aware if this would be such a hit 
the way it was in 2008 because the lyrics, like you said, every time she's like, nah, I'm good. He's like, no, you're not. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it, exactly. I, I love the choice. I love the choice. So how do you feel it, when you hear it now? Um, well, lucky for me, I don't listen to radio. Right. I listen to mostly podcasts and with the streaming services, I get to choose mm-hmm. um, the songs I want. So this is not on my radar at all. Like I actually, have, I actually haven't heard this in a while. So um, if it comes on and you're out, are we not like, ah, 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 are we just going to act? Are we putting it in the R. Kelly box? Like it's a rapey, like done song? Or is it a fun song that just, you know, had some words that should have been chosen differently? I just think the song is uh, in poor taste, but I don't think it's worth canceling because there's mm-hmm. so many songs done in poor taste. Yeah. Um, as far as, because their actions, they, they didn't do, as far as I know, like nothing's been brought up with Jamie Foxx and right. T-Pain. Right. I think the difference between them and R. Kelly is he sings about it and does it. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. R. Kelly's songs are his trophies. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know what Dexter is? It used to be a show about um, a murderer who was also a forensics cop. You know what? I never watched it, but I've always, I used to always see it. Oh, Floor, you gotta get into sex. It was one of Showtime's greatest shows. Anyway, and he only, he was like the Robin Hood of murderers. He only killed bad guys. Um, and most likely the bad guys that were on the cases that, you know, the police department were ended up, um, you know, trying to solve. But long story short, he would keep blood slides. Uh, because he was forensic, he had to do blood slides anyway, because he had to, you know, do all the work on them. But every time he killed someone, he had a trophy. Um, case with blood slides of the person that he killed. And when I figured out, for me, I had a conversation with my sister. I said, R. Kelly's songs to me are his blood slides, where most serial, most people who are sick in the head have to keep some kind of evidence and trophy so they can, it can remind them of what they've done so they can keep that nostalgic feeling. And yep. in, in addition to R. Kelly's videos, which you know I'm sure he kept or has somewhere, um, I believe his songs were his blood slides in plain sight. I, I absolutely agree. Yeah, yeah, which is disgusting, but I don't think you're right. I don't think uh, Blame It from Jamie Foxx featuring T-Pain goes into that same cancel R. Kelly box. I don't think so. And plus, I'm not living that life, so I just think that it's a fun song. It's a good song. Um, as long as we have a good time and nobody actually, you know I mean, pours, you know, Spike drinks or does, or, you know what I mean? Just like, <laughs> well, as long as drink when, when she comes, says no. <laughs> right. As right. long as when the song comes on, we're all just singing it. Like, let's say we're out at a party. And right, and we're just on. having a good time. As long as we're just singing, everything's going to be all right. I agree. Um, that's also like, you know, of course, after R. Kelly re-erupted again, everybody was checking old songs. And just like the old song um, BBD had, when people were like, oh, my God, backstage, underage, adolescent, how you yeah. doing, fine. She, you know, everybody was like, oh, my God. And that was one of hundreds of songs that people, I love Black Twitter, that Twitter was just pulling up. And they weren't, it just wasn't um, R&B and hip hop. You know, even rock and roll was always talking about sleeping with young girls or doing something inappropriate to women, drugging them or whatever. So I like this segment, Adult Eyes, because I think it's important to make people aware of what they're holding on to. From their youth and reevaluating it to see if it's something they need to let go or something that they want to keep in their repertoire. What do you think? This is one of the greatest segments ever created in podcasts, to be honest with you. Uh, no, because you said, like you said earlier, one of the segments that you had was kind of similar to ours. Mm-hmm. And we might get us, and one of our segments might be similar to another show. Mm-hmm. I've never heard a segment like this on any show. This really? is one of the most originalist things, if that's the word. Originalist. Um, yeah, originalist things 
I've ever seen on a podcast where we're talking something that we all can relate to, and that's music. So, well, not just music, music, movies, yeah, uh, anything, pop culture, pop mm-hmm. culture. So now you're you got the fishing rod, and now you're reeling everybody in because we all can relate to this. And then we're gonna we're gonna reflect on our favorite songs. So mm-hmm. when people hear this episode and they now listen to blame it. <laughs> We're going to come to their mind. <laughs> yes, they are. And then they're going to be like, you ruined my song, Floyd, Stephanie. God damn it, because I get a lot of that. Like, I didn't see it that way. Now I can't unsee it. Why'd you do that to me? I'm like, I can't help it. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. But thank you for that compliment. And feel free to use it on um, the podcast, brothers. Just give me my props. You know, just Absolutely. let them know where it originated from. But feel free to take it and make it your own. I think that's what we're here for. Nothing we do, in my opinion, is always original. There is something from somebody that we mimic and, you know, take and make our own. So anyone listening who wants to do their variation of Adult Eyes, please do so. Call it something different. But make sure you tell everybody it started on hashtag ISMPod, okay? Absolutely, because with so many songs, movies, and pop culture, I mean, you oh. can't hit them all. You got to you can't hit them all. You got to share the wealth, right? And there's so many, <laughs> like you said, there's so much reference, so many references. So I appreciate Blame It, and again, I'm gonna listen to it on purpose again, and I'm gonna decide if I want to put it in my cancel box. I'm not sure, but as of right now, I still get these hits moving, and I have no shame about it. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Okay, so before we get out of here, this is called the I Said No podcast, and I'm all about boundary setting and saying no to things that don't serve us well, that are no good for us. So I have to ask you, what have you said no to lately? And why? I, um, man, uh, I've I've picked my brain since you've asked me that, and it's not that. I, um, it's not that I say no, mm-hmm. it's I don't take no for an answer type of thing for me. Okay, explain. I'm one of the guys um, that figures with things out, figures out ways to do things. Okay. You know, so I'll say that, you know, it's not that I say no, but it's just like, I don't accept no when it comes to opportunities or um, it could be the beginning of the day, the middle of the day where somebody else might be like, man, this this is over. This is something's not working. And that's when I say, no, 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 we're going to make this work. Mm-hmm. So in a sense to where I'm not necessarily uh, stopping somebody, you know, like I'm, I'm not saying no, but I'm not stopping. So in a sense, that's kind of like my, I'm not taking no for an answer uh, type of vibe. And I know that's not the question you asked, but I just couldn't think of anything that I've said no to. That is answering the question. It sir. is, right. Yes. Kind of, but it's no, it is. It is because you say no to stopping. You say no to giving up. You say no to relenting to some on something that you know can have a great outcome. That's you saying no to giving up. Yeah, it's kind of like, okay, it's 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 not over. I'm going to just go this way. You know, so that's yeah. what I'm saying. No, so that is a no. You don't have to say no to stop someone. Saying no right. setting a boundary doesn't mean you have to stop someone from mistreating you always or something like that. Saying no is saying no to anything that doesn't serve you for the moment. So when you say no to we're not going to give up, you giving up in the moment is a boundary that you're not willing to, I mean, it's something that you're not willing to have. So you set that boundary that I'm not going to allow this to fall through my fingertips. I'm saying no to that. So you did answer my question. Okay. All right. Okay. I did that. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, saints and sinners, beautiful souls. Guess what? We have to clap it up for our guests. Mr. Floyd 700. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I had a great time. Did you? Would you come back? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. And I'm going to put you on blast while we're here. 
I'm just going to say I haven't been invited to the podcast brothers yet. So I'm hoping this spring or summer I'm invited down to the Bucks in Jersey, you know, to get on this microphone. You definitely will. I already got the show lined up that I want to do with you. Okay. Uh, I just think that we will, what we really wanted to do at the top of the year was give the listeners more of us. Uh-huh. Um, we That's was really like guest heavy, like especially when we started uh, recording in the new Starbucks. Mm-hmm. It uh, looks like so much fun, by the way. Huh? It looks like fun that you guys have in Starbucks. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. The, the opportunities are endless. Like, everybody How did you get that? Uh, a friend of mine um, his wife owns that one. She's the um, boss there. Wow. And it's kind of like a community okay. center okay. where everybody comes there. It's like, you know, Trenton's spot where they all come to, you know, basically create. So we actually have time slots because the room that we use, there's so many other things going on to where like when we're done, other creators come in. Oh. another podcast might come in and okay. it's just basically for the community. If you're doing something for the city of Trenton, they welcome you with arms. That's so amazing. one of the guys who used to like, used to record our show, he just was like, yo, it's a lot of good light in here. So mm-hmm. please do it here. But then he stopped recording. So, but we got the spot. It looks amazing. You guys look like you have a great time. And yes, the lighting is fantastic. The pictures that you take and when you guys have the video, um, it highlights both of your, your chocolate skin tone. Um, mm, it, thank it, you. It, thank it, you. You're welcome. Fresco, you're looking good, Zoll. Um, yeah, you guys look like you're having a great time. So yes, I put you on the spot. So whenever you're ready, preferably with warm weather, I will be there with Bell's to bless you guys with my presence. And I hope um, to get my caramel macchiato with extra caramel drizzle. I was and- just about to tell you, it's on me. You got it. <laughs> yes, I will be there. I'm looking forward to it. Before we go... Can you let the ladies know if you're single, Flor? Hello, boy. I'm not. You're not single. I'm not. You're in a relationship. Yes. So you're off the market. Off the market. Okay, so ladies, don't ask me. He answered for you because I knew you were going to come, especially when you see his picture, when you see the muscles, <laughs> the people out here tempting us in the morning and with his AM gym workouts and his videos. He got to do it. He got to do it. So when you ask me, here's the answer. Just press play. And listen to the end of this podcast. He is taken <laughs> and he is faithful. Am I correct, sir? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for being here, Flo. We appreciate you on ISM Pod. <laughs>